Welcome to the next episode on The Guri Show. Today we are going to talk about how to use eight different learning styles to identify and attract your ideal clients. Now, I'm sure that the first thing that pops in your mind is, oh, there are only four or five different learning styles. Why is Guri saying there are eight different learning styles? But stay with me and you'll understand why I'm saying that there are different, there are eight different learning styles. Now, before I dive into the topic, I also want you to understand that when you're creating content to attract your ideal clients, it's possible that you have a different learning style and from your clients. Like, for example, someone like me, I prefer to read things. I prefer to process things in my mind and then use that information to create something new. I don't like too much of diagrams. I just, I feel that diagrams confuse me unless I can create something of my own. Like if I can create a diagram using the information that I gathered after reading something or after listening to something, and then if I can create a diagram, if I can create a map out of that information using that information, then it's fine. Otherwise, I just feel that that's too much of work for me to understand a diagram, right? So having said that, the point that I want to make here is that it's possible that someone that you want to attract in the sense that someone, for, for instance, let's take an example. For example, you are a dance teacher. Okay, and you want to create a course on dancing. Now, you might be your learning style, or you might be, you, you learn best when you see videos, when you see someone dancing on YouTube or explaining the steps, like, you know, kinesthetic way of explaining things, like you see them, you know, more visual representation of things. But it's possible, let's say I want to learn that skill. I want to learn dancing. I want to learn how to dance. But then I won't learn seeing videos. You know what I mean? So how will you teach me? How will you attract me? How will you make me follow your Instagram or you know sign up to your free trainings or become a follower or prospect or um, you know, anything like a customer. So you have to understand, and this is the biggest myth that people, biggest belief that people have, that for, that if if you're teaching something like dancing, you need to show a lot of videos in which you, you need to create a lot of videos in which you are dancing. And so I wanted to pick this thing, pick up, you know, this this particular topic, first of all, before I cover anything else, is because um, I wanted to, uh, you know, bust this myth. I wanted to change this belief of yours that in order to, um, that you and your client, your prospect will have the same, um, you know, learnings that all learn best with a particular learning style. 
So that being said, another thing that I want you to keep in mind, so there are two things before I dive into the topic, there are two things that I want you to keep in mind. First one I already discussed, like it's possible that you and your ideal client learn from different learning styles. And the second thing that I want to bring to your notice over here is that everyone, everyone responds to all the different learning styles. So if you put something um, where it's, you know, colorful, it might be attractive to me as well, like someone like me who loves to read, who loves to create my own, you know, I love to create my own notes. <laughs> I love to deduce things. So even someone like me will find a graphical, colorful graphical representation of an idea very attractive. And so that doesn't mean, so what I'm trying to say is even though someone learns best from one particular learning style using one particular through, you know, from one particular learning style, it's possible that they are also, they, they can also learn from a different learning style. It's just that the other one is predominant in them. So they, using that particular learning style, they learn best. I hope I'm making sense, you guys. But these are the two things that I wanted to, um, you know, cover before I dive into the topic. Now, the next thing is why do you need to understand these different learning styles? And the fundamental thing is because you want to create content that speaks to your audience. You want to create content that converts. You want to create con content that attracts, right? So if you are with me on this, stay tuned and listen to the rest of the episode. Also, Another thing that I want to mention here is, and I'm sure that you've heard about this thing, um, but then there's something, there's a difference between behavioral and psychological engagement. So whenever you post something on Facebook or Instagram or anywhere on social media, people will like, share, comment. People, if, if they like your information, they will connect with it. They will engage with it, right? They will like it, love it, um, comment, share, whatever it's possible on these social media platforms. But the most important thing is that you need to keep in mind is that your goal is not behavioral engagement. Your goal is not to get those likes, shares, and comments. Yes, it helps, okay? <laughs> I'm not denying the fact that it doesn't help. It does help, but... Your goal is psychological engagement. Your goal is to, you know, have those people come back to consume your content. Your, your goal is to convert those followers um, into raving fans, right? So psychological treat, uh, engagement. <laughs> your goal is to help them become, you know, consume your knowledge and apply that knowledge into their real life. That's the goal, right? That's why they'll consume your course, they'll buy your course, and they'll consume it, they'll finish it, and they'll apply that knowledge in the real world and get results for you, right? So that's your goal. So remember, most people, what they do is when they're creating a content piece, whether it's for Instagram or for Facebook, they're 
they come from the place where they feel or they think or they believe that behavioral engagement is super important. And that's the, the you're, you're really creating problems for your own business. Okay. So I hope you understand that whatever we are going to learn in this episode and whatever I'm going to share in this episode comes from the belief, the fact that when you create content, understanding different learning styles, you are creating the content for your ideal customers and that will help you convert them into customers quickly, easily. And not only that, not only that, they will also consume your content and remember you for the longest time. So it's not that they, they saw something fancy on Instagram and they just became a follower and then, you know, out of emotional buying or some kind of a trigger, they, they bought your course, but then they forgot consuming it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so we don't want that to happen. We want people to consume our course. We want our people to um, finish our course and we want people to go back to the real world and apply that knowledge and get results and give us great feedback, right? So I know you're with me on this. And so let's dive into the eight different learning styles, right? Now, number one is, and this one is my personal favorite because I think sometimes I also learn in this way. I mean, <laughs> you learn this way. And um, even though I feel that this is not the predominant uh, learning style that I learned from, but I think I, I still feel that, yes, it plays a very big role in my learning. And so the number one is the musical or rhythmic learning style. So if you are a musical or rhythmic learner, you learn using melodies or rhythms. And so if anyone is, and if anyone finds that they learn best from this particular um, learning style, they prefer to, you know, to play background music when they're learning. They prefer to tap their fingers sometimes like this. I don't know if you can hear. So I'm going to sing something very quickly for you so that you can relate. Stories leave a greater impact than facts alone. Stories leave a greater impact than facts alone. Stories leave a greater impact than facts alone. So you see, there's a rhythm to the way I'm speaking. To There's a rhythm to this thing. And I love doing this. I love because it kind of keeps me, it goes straight away into my long-term memory. And I don't have to, uh, you know, recall. I don't have to revise on the things that I just learned again and again and again. And they straight away go up to my uh, long-term memory. The only thing that I need to do is pick up um, a rhythm and then superimpose the information onto that rhythm and learn that information, right? So people sometimes prefer humming as well, whistling, toe tapping, um, you know, tapping pencil on the desk. And um, yeah, so this is what they try. And so if you are attracting this kind of audience, if you're attracting people who learn best 
um, from using, um, you know, this kind of music and rhythm, then whenever you're posting something on Instagram or Facebook, make sure that you use some kind of background music in your videos or even in your audios, right? So if you're, if you're a podcast creator, you should put something um, in music in your uh, in the background of your audios. All right, so let's move on to the next one. And the next one is the linguistic learner. Now, the good thing about the linguistic learner is that our learning style is that most people fall into this category. I mean, on social media, especially people, especially entrepreneurs, especially entrepreneurs, they, they love to gather information and deduce it. So entrepreneurs love to collect that information, to listen to different podcasts, to um, read a lot of books and articles, and then come up with their own methodology or come up with their own steps to something. And so, for example, how to achieve XYZ in XYZ days, okay? <laughs> um, so... That's what they do. Now, I also feel that this is the linguistic learning style is predominant in me. I mean, I learn a lot after reading things, you know, and listening to things, making notes. So if you're a linguistic learner, that means you learn through linguistic skills. That is reading, writing, listening, and speaking. So whenever you read something, your focus is mostly on words. So that being said, if you want to attract someone who is um, who is a linguistic learner, then make sure that you use the words in the right way. Okay, use good words. You you use um, whenever you're writing something, your words should make sense. It shouldn't be like you know the filler words or um, vague language. It should be specific. Uh, the word should convey a specific message. The word should convey a specific feeling that you want your reader to feel, right? So do that. All right, moving on to the next one is kinesthetic learner. And I'm sure you all have learned, you've all uh, heard about kinesthetic learners. They learn best by actually doing some things, right? So whenever we talk about kinesthetic learners, we focus on the sensations. All right, that you would expect in each scenario. And whenever you are kind of, if, you, if your target audience is kinesthetic learners, keep in mind that kinesthetic learners prefer using their body, hands, and a sense of touch. Now, how can you attract such kind of audience when you're creating content in which you you you're using a lot of body language, all right? You you're using you're using your hands, you're using um, your body, right? So so that when people look at that content, they they feel that oh yeah, there's a lot of movement going on here, and so I can I can learn from this kind of movement, right? So mostly people who learn best using kinesthetic learning style require a hands-on experience. Now, you can only give someone a hands-on experience when you actually explain them the steps, right? And 
Now, obviously, because you're not meeting people in person, we are talking about a virtual business right here. We are, you know, in the context is the virtual business, the online business. And so you obviously cannot meet that person in person. And so how do you convey that hands-on experience? How you enable your audience to have that kind of hands-on experience, even though you're not there, even though you, you're not meeting in person? So what do you do? You you give them the steps, you show them the things, you make, you create videos in which you're actually moving your hands. Now, if you were right now, if you were to watch this, if you were to watch me creating this episode, recording this episode, you'll see that I'm, mo I'm moving my hands a lot, even though I'm not recording the video, but my hands are moving a lot, okay? So if you see it in the video, if I, do, if I did a video recording, you will see that I'm moving my hands a lot. And so you will learn. If you're a kinesthetic learner, you will focus more on my hands. You will focus more on my body movements rather than just the words. Okay? And that will help you learn more. All right, now, if you're a kinesthetic learner, you should go into some kind of physical therapy, dancing, acting, farming, or carpentry kind of um, jobs, creative jobs. And I'm sure that, you know, you're already into those jobs if you know, if you're aware that you're a kinesthetic learner. The next one is the naturalist. Now, the naturalists learn by working with and experiencing nature. Now, I feel that given the given that we the limitation given the limitation of this online space and we cannot really provide people with that in-person experience i feel that naturalists are the most at loss because they learn when they are in nature now these kind of people observe things these kind of people capture information and experience that that experience right so they kind of have that visceral experience prior to the learning experience right if you know what i mean so for example whenever i go to my terrace um at 5 a.m in the morning if i'm meditating if i'm you know if i want to see the sunrise and all of that I feel a lot of things. I capture that the information. I observe a lot of things. And it's only been some time, like a few years maybe, that I've kind of become this naturalist kind of person. I don't know. I mean, maybe I have been the naturalist all my life, but um, it wasn't, you know, the, the, the learning style wasn't, um, you know, I wasn't aware uh, the, that I could learn this way as well, you know, um, all my schooling, because as you, I'm sure that you're all aware that in our schools, we are mostly teachers or the system, not the teachers, the system is as such that um, the linguistic learner skills are are developed more as compared to any other kind of skills. And we are prone to that kind of learning style more than any other kind of learning style. So, so yeah, so the example that I wanted to give you guys is that whenever I go to my terrace at 5 a.m. in the morning and I'm open 
to nature and I'm communicating, it feels like I'm communicating with the nature <laughs> and it feels like nature is communicating with me and me and universe, everything is all aligned. And I observe and I capture and I experience that thing. And you won't believe that I learned so much even without reading anything. Like I, I don't have books. I don't have access to, I'm not reading anything, right? I'm not, I'm not um, communicating with someone. Um, there's no coach calling me 5 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> but I still learn a lot of things. And that's just because at that point in time, I become the naturalist. I don't know how. I mean, I feel sometimes that. And that's why I'm doing this episode because even though most of the time we might feel that I am, you know, that we are, um, you know, the, the, the linguistic learners or we are the kinesthetic learners because we are dancing a lot, you know, we are the visual learners, we are seeing a lot of pictures and we are engaging, we are shooting a lot of pictures and taking a lot of pictures and all of that. But like I said in the beginning of this episode, that it's possible that you're you learning, you're experiencing a different kind of experience. You're, you're, ha you're having a different kind of experience in another scenario, another situation. And the way you're processing information and the way it's going into your long-term memory you will feel that I never knew that I was, I could learn just by being in the nature, just by being in the open, right? I never knew you will have these experiences. I had, I have had, like I've, I was never a, a, you know, the visual kind of person, like I said in the beginning of this episode. I rarely learn from graphs and all of that, but then Sometimes it happens. I like something. It's just, it's so just so made, you know. It's with so much of perfection, with so much of uh, the right intention or keeping the intent in mind, and it just impacts. It just has that impact on me that I feel that, yeah, it's a, it's a great piece of information, pretty great piece of content. Anyways, I'm just gonna go sideways and keep on talking about all of that. <laughs> So what I'm trying to say is that naturalists learn through observation, capturing information, and visceral experience. So you could be that person that just, just observe whenever you are out there in nature. How do you react? Do you just ignore everything that's going on around you? Or do you kind of submerge in that, in that experience and, you know, come out with a learning experience? So, yeah, let me know. Do comment below this episode. If you're listening on iPhone, leave a comment, leave a review. If you're listening on this on my website, then leave a comment below this blog post. Let me know what you feel. All right. So... Now, the great question is the bigger, the important question is how to attract the naturalists? <laughs> because I think this is a big task. We cannot give naturalists, we cannot give these people um, in, in experience, you know, an, an open experience via um, online platforms or social media. 
but we can give them a feeling of it, right? We can give them the taste of it. Now, how to do that? Well, shoot your videos in nature. That's one. Second, whenever you're creating something, give them exercise exercises so that they can, they can observe something, what's going on in this image. I'm not sure if you guys have ever noticed that sometimes, you know, I'm going to give you two examples of this, basically. The first example is, I'm not sure if you guys have ever noticed that sometimes we see something on social media and there's a question. There's a question like, what's, what's, um, there's an exercise in that graphic and um, the the content creator wants to solve, wants you to solve that puzzle. And if you come from that, that if you learn by solving something, if you learn by observing something, you will want to extract information out of that puzzle, right? While there are other people who will not find it attractive at all because for them it'll be like what the hell is happening in this i mean i don't want to sit and solve this puzzle for you right now okay i don't have that much of time because for them they want to see something visual or they want to see something musical i hope i'm making sense so and another example is when i'm not sure if you guys have ever seen these games where they you have to kind of uh, you know, the before and after or <laughs> something like find find a piece of cake in this picture or a piece of, um, there are five pastries or five pieces of cake in this picture and find those. And then anybody who is a, a naturalist or an observer, I'm not specifically a naturalist, but an observer or who learns through observation will want to, will want to find those pieces in that picture, in that image. Because, you know, I do it sometimes. It's not predominant way of learning, but I do it sometimes, you know. <laughs> so that's that's the kind of experience you want to give your audience if you're attracting this kind of this kind of audience or these kind this kind of learners. Now you can obviously adapt. You can you can obviously create a course using all of these kind of learning styles, but that's that's next level. That's when you're creating your course. But prior to that, you're creating content to attract your audience, right? So make sure whenever you create something, there is a a reason behind what why you're creating that piece of content, and there should be you should be aware of who is going to engage with this content piece. So if you put a lot of music, you know that people who are musical or rhythmic learners will connect with that content piece. But if you're selling a course on, you know, how to create an online course, let's say, or how to sell your online course, and that has nothing to do with rhythms, or maybe you, you're not adding any music to your videos later in that, in that course, it doesn't make sense if you put a lot of music in your in your Instagram content. I hope this is clear. If you want me to repeat, I can do that. Just put it on comments and I'm going to repeat this thing for you guys. Anyways, I'm going to repeat it anyway. <laughs> All right, so the point is, let's say right now you're creating content without being intentional about it. 
let's say you just feel you just you you just watched a video in which someone was playing music in the background okay and that video had kind of music music background in sorry <laughs> music in the background and you found it attractive you found it engaging and because you are a musical learner okay but the course the niche you're in is how to create an online course and sell it, all right? Now, your niche, your course, the way you're creating a course has nothing to do with music. And I'm not saying that it shouldn't. You shouldn't add music. I'm not saying that. Because I believe if you want to adapt to a learning style, if you want to create something from a specific learning style, you can do that. So I'm not saying that, you know, if you're creating something like how to create an online course and sell it, shouldn't have music at all. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that usually these kind of niches do not have the background music playing in the videos, or it's not preferable because the audience is entrepreneurs, and entrepreneurs learn from a different way. They want, um, I'm coming to that, their learning style. But so putting music, when you're creating content for your Instagram or Facebook or social media, wouldn't make sense at all because then you're attracting musical learners and will musical learners be interested in your course or will consume your course if you're not adding music in your course, the, your course videos? Okay, I just repeated that and I hope it made sense this time. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next type, and that is visual or spatial learners. I'm not sure if I mentioned that earlier, but we all know that visual or spatial learners learn best if there are visual aids around or some kind of guides to learn from. And, you know, this kind of, um, kind of process, the visual aids kind of guide and are basically conducive to the learning process. So mostly computer engineers and web designers fall into this category. The branding, branding experts, the graphic designers usually fall into this categories, are usually our visual learners. And if you want to teach something, if you want to teach people how to create a, you know, or like how to graphic design or graphic, if you want to teach someone web designing or graphic designing, you, be, you need to be careful with your content and who you're creating it for. So if you're creating it for web designers, keeping in mind that this is how they're going to learn. This is, visuals are what they want. Visuals are what they're looking for. Then your content needs to be, um, you know, needs to be, um, needs to have a lot of visual aspects, needs to have a lot of um, graphs, maps, designs, you know, colors, and all of that. Like, you know, I hope you, may, I hope you get what I'm saying. But if you're creating a course on, yeah, graphic design, but you feel that you want to attract people who are classy, you want to attract people who are, um, you know, minimal, go have that minimal approach, um, I don't know, like really, really, the, what I'm trying to say here is that if you want to attract someone who, sorry, <laughs> if you want to attract people who learn through this skill, who has the, who have this learning style as predominant in them, then you need to create something that is more 
visual. All right, let's move on to the next thing, which is the logical and mathematical learner. These kind of learners must classify or categorize things, which means that they, they learn through classification. So if you're attracting, if you want to attract someone logical, okay, then you need to make sure that you have to classify things a lot. You have to uh, break down things into digestible pieces. You need to create a map. You need to create graphs like bar diagrams. You need to create visual representations of things. You need to create um, tables and you need to break down things into steps and all of that. You need to create a logical um, representation of the concept. You, you might also have to create certain patterns or the most, the, the best thing that I find uh, for this category is equations. I think, I believe that logical or mathematical learners find equations absolutely amazing. They just find it super sexy. So if you want to attract such kind of an audience, use equations. Now, understand, understand the thing. Even if I'm teaching something like graphic design, but I know that I want to attract people who are logical learners. So I need to give them a lot of equations and patterns. You know what I mean? And if I'm attracting somebody who is a musical or a rhythmic learner, even though I'm teaching graphic design, I need to use music. I need to use rhythms in my content. Does that make sense? So the problem is that people think that graphic designing means you just have to make it super visual. Yes, you have to make it visual because it's graphic design for sure. But then not everyone will learn. Not everyone is a visual or spatial learner. Sometimes people are logical, but they do have interest in learning graphic design. Okay. So, and I'm not saying that all your content should be musical or should be, um, you know, visual graphs and all of that. It doesn't have to be, right? You're, you're going to be creating different type of content every single day. Like you, you're putting a video one day, you're putting out a code another day. And so, yeah, you know, a lot of things. All right, so logical or mathematical learners are mostly, mostly entrepreneurs fall into this category because they want to be logical. They want to deduce everything. They want to be, they want to see equations. They want to see patterns. <laughs> they want to see classification of things. And so you can attract entrepreneurs using this kind of learning style. Okay, let's move on to the next thing, the seventh. So seventh is the interpersonal learner. Now, I feel that most people on the internet that I'm seeing right now are trying to be or want to be empaths, okay? Because empaths, they, can, they kind of create, it's super easy for the empaths to create a connection with their audience. And that's why they, they learn using stories. And because they can craft their own stories so well, they connect with their prospect, with their idle audience, 
so well. So if you are if you fall into this category or you want to attract someone who is an interpersonal learner, you must use stories. You must relate to others. And that is the only way because empaths or the interpersonal learners learn by relating to others. They learn by listening, by sharing stories. Okay? Interpersonal learners work best in teams. All right? So they, they want a group. They want a community. They have the sense to belong. And so if you want to connect with them, provide them community, provide them a platform where they can share their stories or you share your stories and then they are going to relate with you and automatically start connecting with you. This methodology, this methodology is, is gaining a lot of attention in the digital space for quite some years now. And some people call it, use the name storytelling for this. It's basically interpersonal. It's, so storytelling is basically used to develop interpersonal connections. And this is the best way, easiest way to form those connections and easiest way to attract people who are willing to work with you, right? Let's move on to our next learning style that is the intrapersonal learning style or the intrapersonal learner. So if you're an intrapersonal learner or if you want to attract someone who is an intrapersonal learner, keep in mind that these people kind of work and learn best when they are alone. And I also fall in this category sometimes. I just want to be alone and listen to some audios, read some book, books, and then the job is done. <laughs> okay, so the idea is that these kind of people work and learn best when they are alone because they are motivated by internal forces their own willingness to learn something, their own willingness to deduce something, their own willingness to create something, their own willingness to reach to the desired outcome or achieve the desired outcome is, goes beyond, you know, that goes beyond the external forces. So you having a coach helps them, yes, but that is not the fundamental thing that they are looking for or that not having a coach cannot stop the intrapersonal learners, right? So you need to be careful if you're attracting this kind of audience or if you yourself are an intrapersonal learner, you need to be careful that having a coach is not an obstacle, not having a coach is not an obstacle for them, okay? What that means is that if you're attracting such kind of people, such kind of audience, you need to you need to provide them motivation. You need to help them find their inner motivation. They understand this. Understand this that they can they have that willingness. They have that willpower. It's just it's just sitting in the corner, maybe. So you just have to ignite that thing. You just have to let them know that something is sitting in the corner, something that should be in the center is sitting in the corner. So you just have to create a pathway for their motivation to come from the corner to the center. I hope this is making sense, right? You just have to provide ignition <laughs> and rest 
of the job they can do themselves. So for example, if I am your prospect, if I'm your I am your ideal client, your ideal audience, then telling me that you know what, you're not taking action, you're not taking action will not probably or to giving me five tips to do so and so will not help because I know I can deduce, I can find those five steps right? Well, if I'm stuck somewhere because of a personal belief, because of um, the reason that I cannot get past some boundary that I've created for myself or someone else has created for myself, and I cannot find, or for example, I have a blind spot, I have a limiting belief, and I cannot go past that limiting belief, I cannot reframe it. That's your job then. If you want to attract me, if you want me to be a customer, you need to reframe certain things so that I can remove those blind spots. You don't need to tell me five steps. You don't need to give me graphs, all right? Because I know if I'm going to read something, if I'm going to experience something, I'm going to find, I'm going to create that graph for me, for myself anyway. Understanding concepts, understanding difficult concepts is not a big task for me. I can do that any time of the day. I'm not saying that it, I can do it in one day. I can do it in five minutes. I can do, I mean, it, it will take time, but then I know that I can do it. Okay. But what I cannot do it when I, well, sorry, but what I cannot do is finding the reason why I'm stuck or figuring out how to reframe a a limiting belief. Okay. I hope I'm making sense. So these are the t eight learning styles and I'm going to just quickly go over them again and repeat them. So if you want to write down, just pick, take a piece of paper and pen and make a note of all these eight different styles. Number one is musical or rhythmic learner. If you want to attract this kind of audience, use music. Uh, also use music to in your content, also use music in your course. Another thing, next one is the um, kinesthetic learners. Now, if you want to attract this kind of audience, use a lot of body gestures, use a lot of, use your body a lot, okay? Number three is linguistic learner. If you want to attract this kind of audience, give them a lot of notes and not like, you know, super difficult material i'm not saying that just overload them but if you can provide them a way to have a better reading writing and learning sorry listening and speaking experience uh they will stay with you okay these kind of people learn via codes and just some written text you know i'm sure you've seen on instagram that a lot of people use this um, you know, the text-based um, content pieces, and they work well. I love them, okay, because I'm a linguistic learner as well. You must also keep in mind that you're using the right words when you're attracting this kind of audience, okay? Now, the next one is number four, the naturalists. Now, naturalists learn by working with and experiencing nature, so you have to Keep in mind that when you're attracting this kind of audience, you have to use a lot of nature in your in your um, um, content pieces. 
And you have to create content in such a way that it allows them to observe things. It allows them to capture information and experience it for themselves. So you just don't simply provide the solution. You just don't simply tell them, these are the five steps to do so-and-so and put a background picture, you know, put a picture of a tree in the background. Don't do that. They want to observe things. What is it? If you're telling them five steps to do so-and-so, even though you put a picture of a tree in the background, what purpose does it solve? There's, there's nothing to observe in that information, okay? Now, I'm not saying that you cannot create a five-step listicle with a picture of a tree in the background. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that if you're doing something like this, it means that you're attracting a different kind of audience. You're attracting an audience that learns, predominantly learns using a different learning style. So just be careful who you're attracting. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that don't do this, don't do that, okay? You can do anything, you can do everything. <laughs> it's just that you need to be intentional. You need to know why you're doing it, okay? So the next one is the visual or spatial learners. These learn, this kind of people, learners learn best when they are provided with visual aids and yeah, Next one is the logical or mathematical learner. These people learn best when they, when you give them, you classify information with them, um, you categorize things for them, you, you use patterns, you use equations, and equations is my favorite. And the next one is the interpersonal learners. These kind of people uh, learn best using when they can relate to you. And if you want to attract this kind of people, this kind of audience, then you should use stories. You should use emotions in your content pieces, okay? Even the, So, for example, Jay Shetty, you know, I see that his videos have a lot of emotions, right? So, obviously, it's going to in, in, attract people that have this kind of um, capabilities or, you know, that, come, that learn through interpersonal um, learning style, okay? And then we have the intrapersonal learner. These work and learn best when they are alone. So <laughs> all you have to do to attract this audience is give them, give them motivation, give, give them something that can remove their blind spots and then, you know, push them to take action, okay? So I hope this was helpful. I know that I got just stuck and I was repeating information, but again, I hope it was beneficial, it was helpful, and apply this information when you're creating content. Just be mindful of what you're doing. Just be intentional of what you're doing. You could do anything. You can do anything. You can create any piece of content. You can create a listicle. You can create a video. You can have music in the background. You can have trees in the background. You can have sea in the background, you know, picture of a sea, of sea in the background. But what purpose does it solve? Who is it attracting? You need to keep that in mind. That's the purpose of this episode. If I was able to help you understand that if you're adding music in the background, it will attract people who learn using music, okay? That means that my purpose is solved.
is achieved. Okay? I've achieved the desired outcome. <laughs> All right. So do whatever you want to do. Just be intentional. And I know I'm repeating it again and again. And that's because that so many people find it confusing sometimes. Oh, I just added a picture in the background. But will it help? I just created a textual um, you know, I just put some text on the on my Apple notes and then I took a screenshot of it and I put it on Instagram. There's no picture, there's no visuals. Uh, is it a good piece of content? Yes, it is. The only thing is that it will attract people who love simplicity, who love reading things. And that is good. If that's your audience, if you're attracting entrepreneurs of any kind, that's good information. Okay. On the other hand, if you're attracting someone who learns to connect, through kinesthetic, you know, uh, skills, who learns through kinesthetic style, you cannot just give them text. They will not learn anything. They probably wouldn't even read anything. Okay, that's the, that's the point. So that being said, I want to sign off because I know I can speak a lot, a lot, a lot on this. Content is my favorite area. I can speak so much about content. Um, I do want you to go through some some um, Instagram accounts, follow Jay Shetty's, go through his content. There's so much emotion. There's so much, um, you know, people who are interpersonal learners will connect so much with this, his content. Go through, go through Mind Valley. People who, who have this sense, who want to belong, who want to be in the nature, who want to um, just who are spiritual, who just want to connect with nature and learn and observe things, will learn so much through Mind Valley Instagram, right? So go through these. And if you have any other examples, if you find this information useful, any some examples pop up in your mind, do share them in the comment section. Leave a review. I'd be grateful. And see you in the next episode. Till then, take care.